Welcome to the Hope Talks podcast with Grayson Willis and Pastor Margaret Michael, where you'll hear inspiring stories that are filled with hope and good news in Jesus Christ. You can also search for our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcast, and TuneIn. Welcome to today's broadcast of Hope Talks. I'm Grayson Willis. And I'm Pastor Margaret Michael. And uh, happy Mother's Day uh, to uh, any mothers listening. And I'd like to say happy Mother's Day to my mom. Thank you, Mom, for all you do. Yeah, it's a great day uh, just to honor mothers. And today we have someone with us that is a mother. (laughs) And so thank you for being here and Grayson, would you like to introduce our guest today? Yes, uh, today we're uh, joined by Celia Prado, um, who's going to be sharing her testimony with us today. How are you doing today, Celia? I'm doing great, and thank you for the invitation. And I will say uh, also, Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers of our Hispanic congregation, too, and especially to my sister. So, Happy Mother's to all. Well, Celia, just start out telling us a little bit about where you're from and about how you grew up. Well, I was born in Peru, in the capital of Lima, in one of the neighborhoods with the most crime in um, my city. Mm. My family was small, made up of my mom, dad, and my sister, two years younger than me. My family's economic standards was low. Because of that, my parents used to work a lot of the time. That's why uh, me and my sister spend more time with my grandma. We will live on the last floor of a building in two rooms. I remember that. One of the rooms was our bedroom. We all four sleep in that room, small, I remember. And the other room, it was our kitchen. And we needed to share a bathroom and patio with other people. Everything seemed like uh, it was normal until... I became 10 years old, and I start realizing that my family was dysfunctional. I realized that my dad was alcoholic. There was a domestic violence at home, and I started seeing my mom suffering in silence because of that for many, many years. One time, my dad decided to take us to live in a house. I thought things would get better, but everything got worse. Now we were more far away from my mom's family. At that time, me and my sister already were around 14 and 12 years old, and we had the strength to protect my mother from my father. When my dad was sober, he was caring and loving me, but the alcohol made him lose control. Uh, When I was 17 years old, I remember my father had a stroke on the way to work. And two days later, he died. I felt pain when my father died, but felt peace at that at the same time because I thought that those difficult days will end. My mother had to show strength to continue our life. She did what was possible to give us a career. With the time I graduated as a dental surgeon in 1999, Later, I opened my dental office in my neighborhood, but the insecurity of that area was getting worse and worse. And I wanted to do something for my mom, to do something special for her, because he gave us a lot to us. That's why I decided to come to the United States in 2004, 
to help my family. Mm. Wow. You know, in January of 2020, I was in Lima, Peru. And it, just as you were listening, I thought about all the children that we worked with, with um, Samira's Purse and Operation Christmas Child Hour, where they were handing out the shoeboxes. And I was just thinking about you walking those streets and those houses with the beautiful colors up on the on the mountainsides. Did you have a colorful house? Yeah. Yeah. Mostly the houses in my country, they are bright Yes. <laughs> what color was your house? Uh, brown, like a kind of orange. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Wow. And, you know, when you, you look at that and you just see all of these colors on the mountainside. So I just had a like a front row seat to hear your story and thinking about the children that I engaged and thinking about you there as a little girl. And it really, um, it's kind of sobering to think about the children there, you know, and maybe needs that are there now. Yeah. Um, gives us something to... I really pray about um, and think about what the needs are in our world and the hurt and the pain. So, yeah, thank you for sharing that. That was quite a, that was a journey for me. (laughs) So when you were in Peru growing up, did you go to church? I didn't remember to go to church. My family, it was 100% Catholic. Mm -hmm. I remember to go with my grandma. I wondered. I figured that would... Every Sunday. But I just went with her as a companion, Mm -hmm. just to sit on those bench, Mm -hmm. listen to the... It was pastor, I don't know what to call it, but just go back home. Mm -hmm. That's it. That was my relationship with my grandma. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So... I never been at in a Christian church until probably when I was seventeen, when my dad uh, died, mm-hmm. and my mother started going to a small Christian church mm-hmm. that a couple from the United States opened in my neighborhood. So she went because she felt that emptiness. Mm-hmm. She was feels lonely, I think. Mm-hmm. So I started going with her, mm-hmm. also as a companion. Mm-hmm. But I never learned how to have a relationship with yeah. God mm-hmm. until 2015 that I started coming here mm-hmm. to this church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a long period of time that I was walking my life by myself. You know, but there was something when you came in the church here, you was familiar with the church. You had been in in the setting of a a church as a little girl in the Catholic church and then as a 17-year-old. So you had a little understanding of what church was when you came here, but not who Christ was. You learned about religion, but not so much a relationship with Jesus until you came here. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because when I was little, I knew it that there was a God in heaven. There was a, a Bible. I remember we used to have a big Bible in my in a library, yeah. but I never read it. Mm-hmm. I never opened it. And my mom trying to uh, show us some picture because it was a really big Bible with nice pictures, mm-hmm. but I never read it before. Mm-hmm. So, but then, and nobody told me, or no, nobody talked to me about God yeah. or how to have a relationship mm-hmm. with Him. Yeah. Do you remember any of the pictures in that book, in that Bible? Well, for example, when... Jesus was on the cross, yeah, and ladies were 
on yeah. their knee, crying, looking at him. Mm. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I figured there was a picture that captured you. And um, Jesus was there all along with you mm. in that journey. Um, God never leaves us or forsakes us, right? Mm. And so that's just a picture of him even in your life um, in those days. So um, we could talk about that all day. Um, <laughs> so when did you, you've kind, you've kind of answered the next question about when you come to know um, God personally in your life. But would you like to say a little bit more about that? Yeah, I'm going to say something about this uh, as a believer now, as a believer. Yeah, God. yeah. I feel that he was always watching me despite the challenges of my life. I feel that I'm here today because of Jesus. And I say this because the years that I've passed in this country have been difficult as well. Mm -hmm. Throughout the years until I started coming to church and two occasions I thought that I have no choice but to return to my country. Mm -hmm because of my dysfunctional relationship with my kid's father. Mm. But I understood that God will give me the strength to move forward with my two kids as a single mom. Mm. Wow. Yeah, that's powerful. Um, to come to that realization that no matter where we are, that He will help us. Yeah. He will care for us as He cares for the sparrow. How much more does He care for us? As, the bird of the field, like he cares so much for us. And that's comforting yeah. when we know that he does see us and that he does care. It changes everything, doesn't it? Yeah. And now I understand many, many things that yeah. happened in my life. I was too weak person mm -hmm. that people sometimes get in like advantage, take advantage mm -hmm. of many situations. But now I understand that those times it was something to strength yes mm -hmm. other way I couldn't be alive yeah. during these past years yeah it is through the storm that we're strengthened yeah. it's through I think about I love to garden um, I love tree I just love being out in God's creation and it's through the storms that trees and plants grow stronger yeah. um, and there's damage sometimes and you see those scars even on the trees and but they're stronger because of that storm that has affected them they come out of that stronger yeah. um, and their roots are so important that they're being fed that they have water and that's such a picture of the scripture talks about in Isaiah about oaks of righteousness mm -hmm. and it's being fed by God being connected and him strengthening us through the storm. Yeah. Um, he doesn't forsake us, although it feels like it, yeah. but we can look back and see that he was there. We can't see it at the time, but we look back and we see that he was with us. Yeah. yeah. And it's, and it's something that uh, believers we hear a lot. Like uh, our bad times, God used those times mm. to give us like a more strength. We heard that uh, a lot, but it's something so real yeah. in our lives. Yes. Mm. And, and I like the way that people that knew me before, they can see the change now. Yes, yes. That's something that made me feel so happy. Like I can, yeah, and God can do the same with you too. Yeah. 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 
So let him work on your life. Yeah. Preach. Yeah. That's that you're that's yeah. good preaching. That's something that I like. <laughs> that's it. good. And it's real in my life. Yeah. It, it can be real in any uh life of the people that let him work. Yeah. He can make beauty yeah. from ashes. Right. That's something true. Yeah. And that sounds like surrender. I know one of our questions is, what does surrender look like? And I, when you were talking, that's what I was thinking about. That's If we surrender ourselves to God, then He will use us and work in our lives. And also, the, another great thing that you said is, it's our life. Our relationship with God is our life. Yeah, yeah. So true. So anything else that you want to say to expand on that? Yeah, like what about surrender? Like Grayson well, just said. Yeah, surrender for me means allow God to take control of my life completely, recognizing that he always will look after my best interest. Mm. And at the same time, I put all my confidence on him because he will provide and strengthen me to be able to face my challenge. Mm. Yeah. Not go around it. Right. Not escape the challenge. Nope. Go Face through. it. Yeah. Right. And go through yeah. anything, right. any, right. anything. Right. Because... I have a like a hope. That's my happy word that I used to say uh, in any situation. Have hope because challenges. Everybody is gonna go through challenges, right? But did you have hope that that's the time is gonna be just a short period of time, and then after that we're gonna live happy? I'm going through yeah. that time. Yeah, right. yeah, and. You know, we will have challenges as long as we're on this earth. Yeah. As long as we live before, you know, until glory, until we reach um, heaven. We will have challenges, but it's a beautiful thing to know that we have a God who sees and cares. And he walks with us. He goes before us and he hymns us in. Yeah. You know, he, he really is our protector. Um, and it's a truth that we can rest in once we believe that mm-hmm. is true. Well, Celia, you mentioned, uh, just to go back a little bit, you mentioned that you came to the U.S. in 2004 and then that you ended up at Esperanza Viva, our Hispanic congregation here in 2015. So if you want to share either uh, what brought you to the U.S. or also what brought you to Esperanza Viva, uh, the Church of the Nazarene. Uh, The reason that I came here to the United States was to improve our life, to give something back to my mom because our house was in a bad neighborhood and the crown was worse and worse every time. And I want to open my own business. I had a little, a small office, but the people who used to go to that office was like, a, I remember one situation. It was a patient that I did as remove I needed mm-hmm. to remove a teeth uh-huh. uh-huh. and I asked for okay it's gonna cost uh at that time it was ten ten solids mm-hmm. uh-huh. it was like a three dollars right uh-huh. an extraction and he couldn't want to pay me <laughs> and he just walked away mm-hmm. and I couldn't do nothing yeah. because I knew that person what is the group that yeah, that person belongs to. Mm-hmm. So those kind of situations, that's why I came here and tried to probably to move to a different, I wanted to go back, and but to do something different for my mom and my sister. Mm-hmm. 
2015, uh, as a single mom, I moved close to this area. And uh, at that time, my son was like nine years old and my daughter seven. And I needed to look for a, a place to uh, take care of my kids. And someone told me about Kids Harbor. And they were start coming here. And I remember I met um, Mr. Rene. Uh-huh. And I was sitting in the waiting area for Miss Sarah to find out about more of the Kids Harbor. And he invited me. He wow. invited me the first time to come to the Hispanic congregation because I thought this big building and I thought it was just for American service probably. Uh. And he invited me the first time. And at that time, I was so uh, in need of some hope in my life. So the next Sunday, I just came with my kids. Uh. Uh, I like it, but, you know, I don't know if that happened to everybody. But the, the beginning is a little bit hard to be constant in coming here. Mm-hmm. It was like a, trying to yeah. live kind of life yeah yeah i did that comes the sundays and to still do my stuff the during the day the weeks so it was bad things get worse mm-hmm. because i was playing with god mm-hmm. and situations get worse and i remember after a year living like that i was in my living room and during the night with the lights off and I was crying because I didn't like the life that I was living and I didn't like the life that I I was giving to my kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, At that time, the only person that I met, it was a lady that once weeks before, he just called me and said, I want to talk to you. And I want to invite you to a place to just to drink a coffee. Mm. And I accepted the invitation without even knowing her. And it was Felicidad. Uh. Uh, we went to a, a place and she didn't know me before, but she was a person who wanted to listen mm-hmm. what I needed to say. Mm-hmm. I remember I cried that day. And she prayed for me. Uh, that night, when I was in my living room, she was the only person that I met that I I felt like I, I'm going to call her. And it was late at night, like at 9 or 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. And she answered the phone. She listened to me again, and she prayed for me on the phone. I felt like I got have something special for me. And he wanted to hold my hands so tight. And never left me cold. Mm-hmm. After that day or that night, I start coming every single Sunday until now. Mm-hmm. My life, I compromise my life completely mm-hmm. to Him mm-hmm. because there is no other way to live my life right. without Him. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, it's powerful, yeah. and it's so such a beautiful testimony mm-hmm. of when God takes up residence in us. Jesus comes to live in us. The Holy Spirit fills us, and it changes our life. Right. We are not the same. We are a new creation, and yeah. all things are made new. Your beautiful picture of His grace. Yes. That's yeah. true. And 
uh, Celia, as you were talking, I was thinking about how um, it sounds like God used Felicidad in your life to bring healing and restoration and forgiveness into your life. I know that's one of the things uh, that uh, I mentioned uh, when I uh, sent out, let you know some of the questions that we'd be asking was, how has God brought healing and restoration and forgiveness? And uh, so uh, talk about how God's using you right now, some of the things he's doing in your life, how, you know, he's using, you know, we've already talked about how you've surrendered your life completely to him and you're living for him. So just talk about how he's using you now maybe to influence others in the same way that Felicidad had the influence on you. And right before you answer that question, I just want to say in, in the scripture, it tells us that um, some people will plant the seed, some people will water, and Renee planted a seed. Oh, yeah. And Felicidad watered it, right? Mm-hmm. Like they were both very important right. in your life. Um, you would have never had that conversation with Felicidad had Renee not invited you to church. And so for those listening today, what would you say to somebody that um, maybe they know somebody that they don't even think that would be interested in church as someone who got invited to church? Can you just encourage people that are listening today if they know someone? Yeah, I understand because this happened to me. I understand that is like hard to take a decision to follow God completely mm-hmm. because mostly we think like uh, we are not too clean mm-hmm. to follow Him, that we need to change our life. We need to change our life before to follow Him, but it's not that real. Amen. That's not that true. Uh, Does He take I, us where we are? Yes. He meets yes. us where we are. Yeah. He meets us in our living room in the middle of the night. Yeah. The way that we are, yes. The way that we uh, that we do, he restored that. Mm-hmm. He healed that. Mm-hmm. He he will change it. There is nothing that he not, is not gonna be able to restore. So if you have if you are here this now, anything that you are doing, everything that you did, he will change it completely. Amen. You just need to say, I want you in my life right. and that's it yes. and open your heart completely yeah. to him yeah. because he will change any situation he will change any bad habit yeah. in your yeah. life right. yeah. Yeah. yeah amen all right yeah. i'm sorry yeah. i just yeah. felt like you had something you needed to yeah. share that was and there are people listening that yeah. they desperately need to hear that god meets us at our point of need he doesn't need us to dress up to get better, he just wants us just how we are. Yeah. And there may be someone in our life that we go, you know what? They're just there's no way that they would ever come to church. Yeah. We can't judge that. Yeah. We just invite, and we be, we're friends with people. We invite them to coffee. We do life, and God does. God is the Lord of the harvest. Yeah. Jesus is the Lord of the harvest. But we carry His presence right. to a hurting world. And that's what Renee and Felicidad right. both yeah. did for you. And that's the way that God works. Right. Yeah. He used right. us to reach others. Yes. Right. So I think like he used Renee and Felicidad. Right. And I'm very thankful for their life and they know right. it. And he used them to reach me right. and my kids. Mm. Right. So now... 
I think he used me right. to reach others. Right. And if I have uh, people around me at work or in my neighborhood, I'm always talking about him. Mm-hmm. All the time that I have the, the chance to do it, I talk about my testimony and I talk about him. It's because he used us to reach them. Mm-hmm. There's no other way that he can right. do it. Right. So I'm very blessed right. that now my life is changed because this is the it's like a teamwork, right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's we are, right. We are part of the right. our God's team. Right. We are the right. kingdom. Yeah. We are not of this world. We're of another kingdom. Right. Yeah. We're a part of the kingdom of God. We we don't. That's where we um, have our identity in Christ, and when we bring the love of the Lord um, into our communities, our neighborhoods, our homes, and this world, we bring the kingdom right. to earth. Right. Yeah. Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven is through the likes of you and me and Grayson and right. um, believers who walk embodying Christ and um, the Holy Spirit lives in us. We've been bought with a price, right? Yeah. We're not our own. Uh-huh. And um, and that's a good thing. It goes on my own. That's right. a great thing. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, Celia, thank you for joining us today on Hope Talks. And just in closing, anything else that you would like to share that you haven't shared already about your testimony? Yeah, I would like to say, like, uh, during these years walking with God, I learned to a few words like uh, means a lot to me that I never hear before, uh, like a hope, mm-hmm. like a joy, yeah. like a reach. Mm-hmm. So those are really words, nice words, mm-hmm. and that have a power meaning right. to me. Yes, right. and thanks God now, I. He just me to reach to my family, right. like my sister. Right. He was like a strong <laughs> woman, right. but she didn't have a God in her life. But mm-hmm. she's doing it right now. Mm-hmm. She's uh, uh, doing celebrate recovery virtually because mm-hmm. she's not here with mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. But she changed, mm-hmm. and God is working with her. And he's bringing sanity to my family also, mm-hmm. and restoration. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm thankful, because God is not just changing my life, sino my family's life also. Right. Yeah. Right. So this month at the, the Hispanic campus, you are doing, a, there's a series called Beauty That Wins. Oh, yeah. It's about women. Yeah. Uh-huh. And today, you didn't know it, but you just shared with us a story. It's really God's story in you and your story in him of a life where beauty wins others. Yeah. You mentioned early on in our conversation that others see that you have changed. They see not Celia in you. They see Christ in you, the great hope of glory. And that's beauty that wins. And so know that your life is preaching the gospel. 
and that is beauty that wins. Yeah, and a, a winner. Yes. Mm-hmm. I am yes. a winner. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I've learned something else, like uh, as a Christian, I'm going through challenges and I'm going to struggle probably in a few things, but I know that God is holding my hand. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, mm-hmm. and something that I learned because I went through a hard time the 2020, mm-hmm. uh, I lost my job. The same day that my mother got a stroke, mm-hmm. the same day at night. But I learned like uh, I couldn't give up with my strength because uh, he wanted me to be a strength for my sister. Mm-hmm. So doesn't matter what I'm going through. I need to be standing for others mm-hmm. because there is someone else that is going through a worse time mm-hmm. or a worse thing in their lives. So he wants me to stand in strength and be uh, waiting for him to give me the strength to go through that challenge. Mm-hmm. So there is no way that I can live my life without yeah. God. Right. Yeah. Amen. Well, Celia, thank you for joining us today and being willing to share your testimony with us. Thank you for the invitation. It was a really nice time to share. Uh, This is Dory. Well, thank you for listening to today's broadcast. We pray that as you've heard Celia Prado's testimony that it's been a half hour of hope for your life. May God bless. Thanks for listening to today's podcast of Hope Talks. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe for updates and the latest episodes. Also, if you're in the Harrisburg, Rockingham County area, we invite you to listen on the radio each Sunday at noon on 1470 AM or 102.1 FM WBTX.